Hi everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 56. It's now been 19 weeks, four days, since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings around compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. And guess what? Today I weigh between 207 and 208. That's right. That means since I started this show, I'm actually down between 17 and 18 pounds, but I've been maintaining this weight between 207 and 208 for about six or seven weeks. That's right, six or seven weeks. So in my past, as I mentioned last show, I might've been a little bit irritated by that. Oh my God, here I am on a plateau. But no, brave companions, I'm not on a plateau. I'm actually maintaining this weight without any logging, dieting, or thought of restricting the type of food or how much food I eat other than noticing am I hungry or not, otherwise known as trying to practice intuitive eating. So yes, in a way I'm a little bit sorry about that since 207 is probably a little bit higher than I wish my body would like to be. But on the other hand, how I feel inside remains good, positive, energetic, and a real change in my thinking. So today's show is going to be featuring some things around what I've learned with intuitive eating with these three stories. First, all about pie, then all about bravery, and then all about facing your own truth. We'll be welcoming a new team member to our Spark People team, and we'll have comments by Sue, Kendra, Stephanie from Quebec, other brave companions, some who wish to be private, some who don't mind if I give their name, and we definitely will have a bravery report. So stay tuned, and when we return from our inspirational snippet by Josh Woodward of I'm Letting Go, we'll let go of some things together and get right on with our stories. Josh, how good you are for me. I'm letting go, I'm letting go. What shall we let go today? Well, guess what, brave companions? I didn't even have to really think about it too hard today. I am letting go that I am defined by my body's size. That's right, large, small, in between. My physical body has been many, many sizes and I, Lori, am not going to be defined by what size I am. Because my heart, mind, spirit, my ambitions, who I love, all of these things remain constant whether I weigh 300 pounds or whether I weigh 140 pounds, doesn't make one bit of difference. Now, it does make a difference to what size I can buy. It does make a difference to what size chair I can fit into comfortably. But my body does not define me. I am more than my body's size, and I choose to let go of hating my body in any way, 
because of its size or any other imperfection as I perceive it or anyone else who has bad manners to say it out loud might perceive it. Screw them. My body has served me well. My body has taken me on bicycle rides around Hawaii. My body has taken me through university. It's taken me through many jobs that allowed me to earn money. My body has let me see wonders of nature, shows in Manhattan. I have danced with my friends. I've danced with my loved ones. My body has done a lot for me. Whichever size it happened to be, my body has been there. And I want to start with a story about me and my body when I was kind of in a persnickety, in a persnickety mood. So let's start by telling you that I've actually been blogging more on CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com. I know when I started this show, I would blog a written, you know, a written story few and far between because I was pretty much recording almost every day or every other day. And by the time I got the show notes up there, I was frankly burnt out. Because of my recent injuries and just not going out as often, sometimes I have these thoughts that I want to capture right away. And so I start going on Facebook maybe and doing a little bit of a status, and that triggers me to write more of a story. So I go over to CompulsiveOverreadingDiary.com, and I actually post a written topic, as it were. So if you would like to know, because some of them I've been reading to you, but some of them I don't read to you on the show. But if you'd like to know when I post my blog posts or when the show notes go live, then what you should do is go to compulsiveovereatingdiary.com and enter your email right under the list of latest comments from Brave Companions where it says subscribe to post via email. And if you do that, and all you need to put in is your email, not even your name, then every time that I publish a written blog post or an episode, you will know it. It'll come into your email box. Now, this is separate from the next area down that says join our email list for special topics where you enter your name and email. That's what I reserve for doing my newsletter, which reminds me I need to get a newsletter out to you guys. (laughs) But if you would like to get this newsletter that I'm going to go home and work on today, then you should also put your name and email where it says join our email list for special topics. Now, enough of this, of my own commercial, and back to our scheduled blog reading. This, ro- this blog post I named Robot Alien Alert in the Exercise Blah Zone. I found a photo from Descanso Gardens that I hadn't posted on the blog before, and I put it as the featured picture of this blog post with this caption. I dug out this photo of the Rose Garden at Descanso to motivate me to get off my rear and go walk today as best I can. Even if all I can manage are a few steps and then an hour on the bench, I figure it's better for my mood to be outside enjoying the beautiful flowers and greenery rather than moping around here opening cupboards when I'm not really hungry. Who you gonna call? Robot alien busters. Now, Brave Companions, I started writing this because I was really in a pissy, I am sorry for myself mood. I mean, here I had this darn back injury for the last month or so that kept me from hiking and biking as I would like and letting me fall again into a little bit of depression. Because for me, going out in the outdoors really helps my depression and actively exercising for a half hour or so a day 
really burns up those chemicals that make me tend to be blue. So if I'm not exercising, I've kind of got these depressive chemicals and stress hormones running around in my body, and I feel kind of indoor bound because it's really, really hot in Southern California. So it's not all that fun in the middle of the day to go sit out on my patio in the blazing sun and enjoy my garden. Whereas if I could hike or bike, I can go places in nature that are kind of shady and get away from it all. As I'm doing today, I drove down to my park and I'm sitting under a shady tree to do this show. And that does help, but it's not quite the same thing as getting some great exercise. Anyway, back to my post. Who are you gonna call? Robot alien busters. In the mortal words of the robot from a popular sci-fi show from the 1960s, danger, Will Robinson, danger. And here's an aside. I actually put a link to YouTube for Lost in Space where the robot is saying, danger, Will Robinson, danger. That was one of my favorite shows as a kid. Back to my reading. I'm missing my hikes and bike rides and the energetic movement that burns the heck out of my call-the-robot alien stress chemicals, not to mention the endless boredom of taking it easy. If you want the 411 of why I'm having to take it easy, the photo and caption of my bonehead move is here on day 55. And there I have a link to where you can see my stupid burn on my knee from putting an ice pack on my skin like a bonehead. Anyway, back to my story. I have to be careful of damage to the muscle under this. Keep the wound, keep the wound moist, wrap, yada, 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 yada. The worst thing about this is the bike ride that came prior to this bonehead move was amazing. I felt so good. My body was finally getting in tune. My energy was fantastic. And now I'm back to hobbling around being careful. Sigh, damn. The first day, this was Lori's injury reaction recap. Day one, I need to rest and recover. Cool, TV, I have so missed our time together. The next several days, if you're so bored, why don't you go accomplish X, Y, Z? F you, inner critic, OMG, the boredom, the antsy feeling, the mental, endless household to-do list of crap I've been putting off swirling around my head. And then my little inner kid comes out, stamping her way around the place, yelling, I don't wanna, where's the junk food? Sigh. Robot aliens, take me away. All right, robot aliens are off doing their thing while I feel my feelings, crap. Oh well, at least I got to catch up on some podcasts I like to listen to. And here I take a break to tell you about Alan Standish. He's the guy whose podcast quit binge eating that I'm going to be on in a few weeks. But besides that, I just really happen to like Alan Standish. He is a great guy. And I really enjoyed listening to Alan's latest episode about his own story on dealing with perfectionism and how it led him to make a really brave decision. He's actually going to rename his podcast from Quit Binge Eating to Progress Not Perfection. And that's kind of like a big deal in a branding world to take a known brand and turn it into something different. But his reasons are really cool. And I highly recommend that you give Alan a listen because besides authentically sharing his own journey on his show, he interviews experts and others and who are dealing with the eating issues. So way to go, Alan. I'm putting you on the bravery report as well. And my own brave companions, I'm gonna put a link to this particular show that I'm talking about where he tells you about his thought process to actually change his show. Back to my griping. <laughs> but I usually like to listen to Alan on the way up the mountain. Gripe, rant, gripe, 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 gripe. 
oh well, what can be done? Call robot aliens or not to call robot aliens? That is the question. Is it nobler to use my injury as a whopping big excuse to eat some pie and to secretly relish the reason? Or is it nobler to suffer the slings and arrows of hobbling through the garden yet again with my trusty cane until my body is actually hungry again and we can sit down and smile as we taste the pie? Hmm, if I put it that way, I guess pie is on my menu in either case. I guess I may as well go smell the roses and enjoy it. Now, I didn't even get a chance to push publish for more than a few seconds when almost immediately Brave Companion Sue, who must be subscribed to post, post notifications, as I mentioned earlier, replied with this comment. Does it class as a visit of the robot aliens if you have one piece of pie and enjoy it? Doesn't that come under the category of intuitive eating if you have some of the thing you really want, but then recognize when you have eaten enough of it on that occasion? Hmm. I gave that some thought and agreed with her. I decided to stop feeling sorry for myself to put on my shoes and go take a walk because then I would be hungry later and could have my pie and enjoy it. But before I could get my shoes tied, Stephanie from Quebec, who must also, I suspect, be on email notification, posted this. Honey, eat one little slice of pie. Go out and make it a special occasion. Seek the best pie place around. Make it a project for the non-boredomness part. As Sue says, you ain't binging if you're having a little piece of pie eating. That way, it'll be off your mind, XX. Hmm. So I took their advice and I went walking and my intention was then to have a nice piece of pie. And then today Cheryl posted to me and I wrote the following in reply to Cheryl who complimented me on thinking the whole pie question through. And I want you to know that no names were changed in this story as I consider myself innocent. I actually turned this day into a real positive on my intuitive eating journey. I was going to stop at a bakery and get a fabulous slice of pie and savor it in between walking at Descanso Gardens and shopping at Trader Joe's. But after walking, I wasn't close to hungry yet and I didn't want to carry a slice of pie shopping. So at Trader Joe's, I looked for the best pie I normally would pass up due to its calories. In the frozen section was a pear tart with butter crust from France. It looked awesome. I then bought organic heavy whipped cream to whip at home. I hate aerosol whipped cream, hate it, but have used it before as a binge food. Mark has some pumpkin pie and aerosol whipped cream already in the fridge at home, which is where the whole pie idea came from. By the time I got home from shopping, I was hungry enough to eat a lunch made entirely of foods I love. I ate until I was almost a six on the hunger scale, then stopped, knowing that I would have an hour to bake the tart and whip the cream. That small slice of tart with the real whipped cream was the best thing I have ever eaten. I ate less than the recommended tart serving, but because it tasted so good, it was so satisfying and I easily stopped eating at my satisfied number of seven. I still have more of the pie and the whipped cream in the fridge. Amazingly, when I think of it, I don't want to eat it. I'm not hungry right now, and when I think about when I am hungry, I'm kind of more in the mood for meat and veg at the moment. So there you have it, brave companions, a pissy mood, support by friends, how I dealt with my pie craving, and I do have to report that tart was the best thing I've ever eaten. How many times have you stopped yourself from eating something that you really would love to eat 
And so then you go off and substitute something you don't really want to eat and end up eating a whole bunch of it. For example, what if I did an old Weight Watcher thing and put nasty Cool Whip, well, sorry, nasty to me, in between graham crackers and made a so-called ice cream sandwich? I used to do stuff like that. I could eat like 10 of those things because Cool Whip between graham crapper, gra <laughs> cracker, Cool Whip between graham crackers, in my mind, is not an ice cream sandwich. If I want an ice cream sandwich, I was better to eat an ice cream sandwich. But in all of my dieting career, I did lots and lots of silly substitutions for food that I would really like to eat. And honestly, if I were to figure out the calories of the little tiny piece of tart and the whipped cream, probably wasn't that bad at all. I know because I weigh the exact same despite tart eating, despite even potato chip eating. I've been eating potato chips lately. I have a bag in my cupboard and I've been eating them over the last two weeks. How's that, robot aliens? I've got potato chips in my cupboard. That is really, really amazing. So anyway, let's move on from the story about pie and welcome a new team member to our Spark team. So. Our 12th member is called Zinya. Welcome Zinya or Zenya. I'm glad that you came to our team and you guys who are listening, if you wanna to come to our Spark People team, go ahead and click the link on the show notes page. Any show notes page will bring you there. And do know that you can count your calories there if that's where you're at. We don't care if you count calories or you don't count calories. Some of us are trying to practice intuitive eating. And I have a thread there that where I just like write my thoughts on how I'm eating and how hungry am I. So wherever you are in your eating spectrum or whatever floats your boat, it's fine for you to come to our Spark People team just to participate in the book threads or anything else you might like to do there. And you're always welcome. Let's move on to the bravery report. Now, last episode, I read a letter that put Stephanie aus Deutschland on the bravery report. And well, guess what? She's on it again for two reasons. Reason one, her, le her latest letter to me. Dear Lori, I did it. I caught up with all of your episodes. Although I admit today it was like, hmm, what do I listen to now? First of all, I was very touched that you put me on your bravery report. So thank you for that. Hearing you read my letter was a strange outer body experience. And when I listened to it, I thought, poor girl, I hope she gets better until I realized, hold on, that girl is me. It gave me the courage to tell a friend of mine about my problems. In fact, he took it really well. He admitted that he too had been to therapy for another reason, not an eating disorder, and that really helped him. And he was very supportive, who would have thought? I had my first therapy session on Monday and it was nice. Like I said, I have been doing much better since I admitted I had a problem and I also started reading the intuitive eating book, which has opened my eyes to a whole new attitude toward food. My therapist basically regurgitated the first few chapters of that book. As a scientist, that is good news to me though, because at least that gives her credibility in my opinion. I have always been very black and white about food with my diet, normally consisting of salad, yogurt, fruits, nuts, and lean meats. And then of course, a whole lot of junk food during regular binges in between. Oh, now I failed because I had a piece of chocolate. Now I may as well eat the entire bar. You know the drill. All of this followed by massive feelings of guilt and two to three hours of exercise. 
It was not healthy. Lately, I have had the added stress of worrying about what would happen to my weight if work got too busy and I didn't have the time to do hours and hours of exercise every day, which made the binging get out of hand entirely. I'm glad to hear that you have discovered intuitive eating for yourself as well. I can relate to your post about having wrapped up the leftovers of your breakfast for the first time. I carried out an experiment the other day and I ordered two scoops of ice cream from the delicious Italian place next door. I allowed myself to thoroughly enjoy them and I ended up leaving half a scoop uneaten as I felt full. I have never not finished my sweets. I wanted to shout out to everyone, hey, did you see that? I didn't finish my ice cream. But I doubt people would have conjured up the same amount of enthusiasm as myself. Anyway, that was the first day I went to bed feeling satisfied and not guilty. It was great. I know the next binge will probably come, but I will take your advice and try to see it as an emotional coping mechanism rather than a failure, as an inner alarm that something is wrong. I still have a long way to go, like to get rid of my compulsive calorie counting, I use my fitness pal, or the need to exercise every day, but I can feel something has changed. I don't even care if overall I gain a few pounds, I just want to feel healthy and happy and not constantly obsess about food and feel uncomfortable because like you said, I am either starving or stuffed. I think it is a great idea to aim for a weight where you will feel healthy. Being able to move freely and to be active is much better goal than fitting into size zero. At this point, I would like to quote a good friend of mine who said, a woman without curves is like a night sky without stars. I'm so proud and happy for you that you managed to have a nice bike ride after such a long time. It must have felt so liberating. I use the Podcast Addict app on my Android phone, by the way, and I will try to figure out whether I can leave reviews there, too. Thanks, Stephanie. I hope my next message to you will be a comment to one of your episodes. Courage comes in small packages. Have a great day and take care, Stephanie. Okay. Reason number two why I'm going to put Stephanie on the bravery report is that Stephanie did leave me a comment. And why she gave a comment is why I'm putting myself on the bravery report today. Do you want to know why I'm putting myself on the bravery report today? Stay tuned. Okay, brave companions, I'm putting myself on the bravery report because I did two things that really frightened me a lot. Yesterday I went to my therapy session and part of my communicating with my therapist the first time was I brought a lot of photos of myself throughout my life at different ages and different weights and told her a little bit about the story of my life and showed her these photos and how I felt. And that was how I communicated to her, almost in shorthand, some of the essence of who I am and what I've been through. And I got to thinking, you know, I've said to you guys over and over again, I've been up and down this scale. I've been as high as 300 plus pounds and I've been as low as wearing a size six. I've been heavy since I was a little kid and all of these things. But I don't think the people who haven't actually been a binge eater, a compulsive, continuous binge eater, understand how much you go up and down the scale and how much you never know what size you're going to wear and just how shocking you look 
to people who don't see you every three months or so and just how much you cringe when you're on the upside and how disappointing it is to be on the downside and still not feel good enough. Well, to face this truthful fear of myself and to be an actual visual example, I did two things. One, I actually posted some assorted photos of me at different weights as an adult to show you exactly the differences in what I look like. And I posted as the captions of these photos, what my age was, my weight, and some thoughts about being that weight. In addition to that, I put a page into my website that will stay there forever called Lori's Weight Story. This I took the time to write as best I can the story of my weight. How I got that way, how I felt about it, some of the things that went on. And I put some real thought and time into writing this story. So if you go to the website, you will see Lori's weight story and you can click on that. This is the story in words. And within the story, you'll have the link to the photos or vice versa. If you find the photos, which is a separate posting, there's a link to my story. So talk about facing your truth. I didn't even make these tiny little photos. I put them in at full resolution so you can see everything. They're all untouched. I didn't Photoshop them at all. The only one where I look a little bit different is there's one that was shot at the same time as my bikini shoot for after my body for life cycle, the second one. And there you'll see what I look like with my hair and makeup done. And I have to say, I do look kind of nice with my hair and makeup done, but everything else is just me as I am, no makeup, no special lighting, no nothing, just however I was at that time. And that was really tough. And so that's why that I'm going to put Stephanie from Germany on this bravery report with me too because she actually was motivated after seeing my photos to post her comment. You are beautiful in all of these Lori because you look like someone who is genuine and kind and loves life with all its ups and downs. Thank you for sharing your very private story. It was a lot to go through but you mustn't regret one moment of it because it's all contributed to the wonderful person you are today. And then what I tried to write in German with the help of my Google Translate and my distant memory of trying to write correctly in German is, I'm just gonna do the English. Dear Stephanie, I'm so proud of your bravery. Many thanks for encouraging me today. I hope that you can get, other, that you can get to know other brave companions here. So brave companions, if you take time to go read my weight story and look at my photos, would you please take a moment and welcome Stephanie, who so bravely, so bravely allowed her private letters to be read on the show and who also took the risk to post her comment for the first time on compulsiveovereatingdiary.com out in the open. I also really wanted to thank Kendra, who posted immediate support when I put those photos up. Wonderful, peaceful, sure, brave. That is what, that is you. I'm so happy you are finally able to love yourself. And Cheryl said, you know what's so great about these pics? Your willingness to put them on here shows how absolutely genuine you are. And you are beautiful in all of them. I think we need a lot more lorries like you in the world. Thank you so much for sharing these. You're a heck of a lot braver than I would be. Hugs. So Kendra and Cheryl, I want to thank you especially because that was so 
incredibly scary for me to put my photos that are like illustration for all to see that ever come to my website or on the internet. There I am in all my glory. So the support of that is really important to me. I really support you to love yourself and your body as best as you can this moment, however you can. I'm not saying you need to be thrilled, just like I'm not thrilled to be 207. I really wish body would say, hey, Lori, let's go on back down to size 12. That was a fun size to be. Let's do that. Wouldn't that be cool to effortless, effortlessly just kind of float on down to size 12 again? Maybe I could be like an older plus size model if I was <laughs> size 12. <laughs> you know, that might happen. I doubt it, but it might. And I'm kind of letting things just happen as they do. But I want to make one important point, something that I've been proud of myself all along throughout my weight journey, throughout my life. And that's that I have never, ever, ever said anything bad about the big lorry that came before a thinner lorry. For example, you will see the photo of me weighing over 300 pounds, and I'm really big looking, but I never held that up like at a Weight Watcher meeting or anywhere or wrote anything like, look at this disgusting picture of me. Isn't this awful? And here I am now looking good. I never felt like the prior me was disgusting. I only ever felt compassion, remembering how hard it was to move and how sad I felt at that weight. So I almost looked at these different weight lorries as different lorries, since I'm now living in time in the body that weighs 207 is 55 years old. And the lorry that weighs 300 pounds was like 39 or 40 years old, had long hair, had other issues going on at the time. And you know, I remember being that lorry. I remember what it felt like to be that lorry, especially since the lorry at around 30, 10 years prior, was a size six lorry. <laughs> and I remember what that felt like to be a size six lorry with lots of energy, wearing cute clothes and putting on lipstick and feeling great. But to be honest, even size six lorry, I didn't feel like my body shape was good and many people recommended I get liposuction because of the saddlebags that remained on my frame even after I lost all that weight. So, you know, you can't win for losing. But each and every one of these photos represent a point of time in my life. Like we talked about the abacus thing. I don't really believe in before and after because our life is only now this moment. Everything else is a hope for the future or a memory of the past. There's no point to go into the past and hate yourself. Whether you were bigger or skinnier or did bad things compared to what you feel you do now with food, there is no point to hate yourself. There's only a point to feel compassion and to learn what you can learn from what it was like to be that way when you were that way. And in the future, if you would like to be different, it's best to just gently let that consider in your mind and visualize how you want to be in future. Cut yourself some slack. Celebrate all of the yous that you can find. And until next time, brave companions, 
Take care because I care. I'm a slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. I've been waiting on a free ride, ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. And there I'll sit, I'll admit that I was only just a guest inside my skin. Be gone, it won't be holding.